Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 14th. I am at the Worcester Rehab Center, 119 Providence Street, Worcester, Massachusetts, in the heart of Vernon Hill. And I am joined by the one and only, what should I call you here, Steve Cyraeth? Death Metal Steve, fuck it. What was your wrestling name back when we did the Legion of, of, of Legion's Descent podcast? Legion's Descent name is supposed to be Curse. Curse. <laughs> supposed to be Curse, dude. Curse. With a K or a C. C. Yeah. Yep. Do you feel like you're cursed? Right now I do. What happens? I don't Car- get this. Well. Did you get a car accident? Yeah, that's why I'm up in here in this place, dude. Sucks. Had momentum going for Legion's Descend, and then all of a sudden, working on a new badass tune, and all of a sudden I get into an accident. Where were you? Taunton, Mass. You sitting shotgun? No, I was a driver. Okay. It teaches you, please, everybody out there that listens to this, keep, wear your seatbelt, even if you have a five-minute drive to your destination, wear your seatbelt. You got fucked I didn't, up. I didn't, and my leg is broken. It's your leg? It's my leg. How's your hip? Hip was dislocated because my whole entire leg went under the dashboard as soon as I hit the stone wall to dodge another car. So. Fuck, really? Yeah, it's serious. That's why I got um, Adam from Ashen Wings that plays guitar and vocals. He actually plays drums, and he's now taking my spot in LD, Leisure's Ascendant. They're going to be playing their first show February 14th at O'Brien's Pub anti-Valentine's Day show which is my birthday that's at o'brien's pub where, it's at o'brien's uh, yeah the occultva show well uh, it's always occultva from germany i think so yeah yeah th- it's that show they're opening up oh i thought those great scots n- n- no it was o'brien's pub because he's an okay. eye destroyers playing i think oh, all right i remember yeah. valentine's day yeah i love that occultva album i played a lot on my podcast I've typed it up a lot yeah like I said, I got into the accident, and then I went to Morton Hospital in Taunton, and then I go off, and they sent me to, to Providence, Rhode Island. When this happened? Oh, my God. November 20, uh, November 13th. So I was there for the whole week, and I started mentioning it on the Facebook, and then all of a sudden I see I see Dave Suzuki's girl looking at my post, and then all of a sudden, under her name, she starts... You know, Suzuki starts talking to me under her Facebook. I'm like, what the? He goes, brother, I'm coming down to visit you. I was like, yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, the week later comes and he shows up and I start going nuts. And he gives me uh, drumsticks that Tim Young gave to him, signature sticks, and give it to me. I was like, yo, this is insane. Dave, Dave. Suzuki, the dr- the Dave Suzuki of Church Burn, formerly of Vital Remains, the yep. Dave Suzuki. The Dave Suzuki. Which I met him back in 1999 at the New England Metal Fest, and I'll never forget that because I was in a band called Cyraeth at that time, 1998, and we were sharing a space with this band called Withering Spring, and TJ, who sang on the Body Remains album, Dawn of the Apocalypse. I believe his name is Thorn. Thorn, yeah, Thorn. exactly. <laughs> and uh, just like me being cursed. So. Uh, the funny story about that is 1999 when we went to New- Newbury Comics it was me and my brother and they were young and we went to the uh, magazine section and I looked I said because he left Withering Spring and all of a sudden two minutes later we look on the freaking racks of Newbury Comics and I said wait a minute he's standing next to uh, Tony Lazaro and Dave Suzuki and we were all like freaking the fuck out we're like what 
this dude, it's Thorne slash TJ is in vital. This is insane. And then that next year, we found out that he was playing a metal fest. And it was kind of funny seeing the dude that your buddy that you were cool with and you jam with and shared a space with is in vital and was playing live. It was, it was a mate. That metal fest, dude. 99? 99 was the best. That was the original one. That was the best one with hypocrisy, monstrosity, Vader. I mean, it was crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was the best metal fest ever. You know, twenty year anniversary. Really, that was amazing. Yep, it's the last time DSI played Massachusetts. That was the last time. <laughs> yeah, that's why Benton was like, I hear a lot of rumors going around this town. <laughs> oh, really? When <laughs> he, he say that, that, he said that on stage, and uh, at the time the Hoffmans were didn't really like him. I, I, the supposedly tension on stage. I'm like, oh, here we go. So they were up there with the Shuckamucka metal. What do you mean the shuckamucka metal? What is that? Well, shun out of town in, in, in Cape Cod? Fucking shuckamucka is a joke. Why? Shuckamucka means, you know, whatever. It's demons and spirits and... It's not about eating oysters? No. No, that's why I thought about coming up with a Legion Descent shuckamucka t-shirt. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> shuckamucka metal. Yeah, because everybody comes up to me and goes, Hey, man, you, did you hear that shuckamucka song? I go, yeah, I heard that shuckamucka song, man. What's up with that? He's like, oh, the fucking demons and shit and... You know, crazy shit like that. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Stay away from that. Sounds like the Bridgewater Triangle. That's that's what the natives call the Bridgewater Triangle, the Shuckamuck. Hey, if Shuckamuck is gonna be the newest thing, then I'll take it. Really? Because I made it up. So. Is your leg Shuckamuck right now? Oh, it's beyond Shuckamuck. I mean, you've been in the fucking hospital for a couple months. Two now. months now. Yeah. When are you getting out of here? Uh, do I miss the only woman in my life that lets me beat on her every day? Darkness, my drum set? Of course. <laughs> Your woman's name is Darkness and you beat on her? Every day. She's oh. the only woman in my life that lets me beat on her every day. Darkness, I miss her. <laughs> I can't help it, dude. She she seduces me with the with the two glistening, with the four glistening symbols and the beautiful china and the two luscious bass drums. Really? Come on, man. Really? And every time mofos come to the LD spot... You think she seduces everybody. I already had Alex from Merm jump on her. I've had Eric from Zircon jump on her. Who else is going to be jumping on her? Seth from Dark Was the Night jumped on her. What is this? Eyes wide shut? I don't get it. I mean, even Tom Soul from Soul Remnants, he went crazy. He was like, I can't take it to the room, but I can do some blast beats on darkness. That's what I'm trying to say. Colin. <laughs> she seduces Charlie everybody, Murphy over here. What's going on? I don't she get seduces it. everybody, dude. Who is this woman? Where's she from? from Untombed. Where's she from? Even JC from Untombed. Yes, JC. I'm saying your name. Really? Juan Carlos. Everybody. So you just let everybody bang on your girlfriends? Yeah, of course. They just, like I said, she seduces them. They come to the space. They see her. She gets seduced. Bam. And that's part of the deal? She gets beat on every day from different dudes. Why are you hanging out? Why are you in love with such a witchy woman? I can't. I mean. Seducing everybody you know. 18 years old. I bought her year 2000. Oh my worked God. my ass off and $3,000. You've been beating on this poor girl for 18 years. She's 18. I can't believe it. She's 18. She's legal. So uncomfortable, Steven. <laughs> my gosh. Patriarchy. Well, every single time I set it up at shows, people still go crazy. Yeah. Everybody's looking at her and be like, ooh, look. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there you go. Darkness gets a credit again. <laughs> Darkness, my old friend. Darkness within. You remember that song? Oh yeah, that's a three, two, one, go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's. I'm sure if Seth is listening to this, he's getting kicked out of this. 
I'm, everybody gets a kick out of it. Yeah, it's funny. But yeah, main goal is to walk again. And then the next main well, goal is good. to It's been two drums. months. Two months you've been fucking held up here. Yeah, it sucks. How big's your cast? Cast sucks. Really? Yep. Got a lot of signatures on it? Well, I gotta use a walker. I'm in wheelchairs, so. Really? Curses in a wheelchair and curses using a walker. <laughs> curses. Okay. Curses screwed. You can't do the dark and death drop anymore. Really? What was the dark and death drop? Rip off of Sting. Reverse DDT. Really? Yeah. Is Sting technically a good wrestler, though? Why would you want to aspire to be a wrestler like Sting? Why not a well, Ric no, Flair? Well, no, he was more charismatic in the way he was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but was he only good against Ric Flair? I don't know. He he has his ups and downs, you know. Like Scorpion Death Drop. Since he added that to his arsenal of moves, that's sick. What is the Scorpion Death Drop? Reverse DDT. Oh. Yeah. So Shawn Michaels and Sting. You can't beat both those guys, man. They're the best wrestlers of all time, I think. You know those two dudes. Who invented the DDT? Oh, dude, Jake the Snake Roberts, oh, okay, icon, okay. man. Oh, all right. Definitely. Isn't that in reference to a poison that might maybe kill a, uh, a rodent or some shit? Yeah, it is. It is. Like I said, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I'm never going to stop. Um, You're never going to stop? No, I, st- I, w- I just watched it Monday night. It was insane. Seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, you know, gives Vince McMahon a stunner after all these years. It was sick, dude. It was badass. Where's the stunner rank for you for greatest all-time fucking go-to gimmicks? I think it's pretty good. I like the RKO, Randy Orton. That's, really? He ripped that off of DDP, though, back in WCW. Really? Yeah, because DDP had the diamond cutter. Okay. So if you look at the diamond cutter and then you look at, you know, the RKO, it's almost the same damn thing. Really? Yeah. What makes it... Just like, um, what's his name? Um, Mad Hardy has the twist of fate. That's the same thing. Is it really? Just, you just turn around and, you, yeah, you grab the head and hit the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's very crazy. technical. It is. <laughs> Wrestling and metal. <laughs> You know, so. So, what'd you think of Raw 25? I loved it. I was here at the hospital watching it, and I was like, this is badass. Like, seeing Razor come out, you know, to his music. Awesome. I heard they cut him off as soon as he started talking. No, they didn't. They didn't. Uh. He was just like, you know, you look back and forth, and hey, yo. Like, that was the best. <laughs> is that how you, you do? How do you do Scott Hall? How does he sound when he talks? Well, that's what I'm saying. How's, hey, yo. Hey yo, yeah. It's like whatever. Hey yo, whatever way he says it. That's like my other friend was talking about. He was like, "Oh, dude, you sound like the dude from ACDC." I'm like, "What? Like back in black? I hit the sack." (laughs) I'm like, "Okay, I just like to, I don't know, fool around." You don't sound like that. (laughs) Really? That's what he said. I sound like. like, You've you've been a fucking. Fucking Geordie this whole time. Fucking. Just I like ACDC, dude. Money Talks yeah. is the most goofiest riff I've ever heard in my life. Really? Yeah. That's so goofy. That's a goofy do. song to you? It's really? a goofy riff. It just sounds to me like fucking uh, like John Mellencamp almost. The Coog. Yeah. It's just the, way he's, just the way that riff is, dude. It's just a goofy riff. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm a big fl- fan of um, Flick the Switch. Yeah, I mean it's kind of crazy that Chris Jericho's in Fozzy. Um, you know he's doing a metal and everything, and 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 for the first time in history, I can't believe this, but there's a satanic wrestler named Alistair Black, and is he, he black? No, he's white, but he has like satanic tattoos all over him. He has an interview where he's a hoodie and upside on cross, and his move is called the Black Mass, and I'm sure that he took the name Alistair from 
Alistair Crowley and put it together, and he's a sick-ass wrestler, but he's a good guy. Is he a good guy? They told him he wanted to use black metal music, but they said, no, you can't. It's They didn't allow it, so they, they had to give him his own theme music with Code Orange. Code Orange? Yeah. That's a, that's a big that's, band that's, nowadays, I hear. Uh, yeah, I mean, he there's if you go to YouTube and you write Alsabak uh, Black Intro, you actually see him rise up like a vampire in they're playing live and he's walking and whatever I don't know what kind of music it is rap metal I don't know what it is and all of a sudden he comes near the bass player and all of a sudden the bass player just goes starts just this huge scream and Alistair stops in the middle of it and then he walks away I just thought that was the most possessed (laughs) (laughs) that was like the most possessive video I've ever seen I'm like why is a bass player screaming like that is he okay there's little kids in the crowd how did his day how how does the reign of Alistair Black compare to other notable wrestlers such as Glacier and the Demon oh no Alistair Black is the shit if you were to look him up on YouTube you'd be like yo this dude is a fucking straight like you know he's he's a mixed martial artist he does doesn't do wrestling he does all these kicks and punches and knees and all this other stuff and his the black mass is a roundhouse kick really that's his, that's his uh super move does he call it the shakamuck hey he's a shakamuck wrestler <laughs> so he's the first shakamuck wrestler really yeah so you, you, how interesting is it that the wwe is now openly just promoting satanism I don't even think people even understand because, like I say, when Alistair Black comes out, it's all candles in the background and was that damn of- song. You know, you gotta hear the song. I wish you could play the song, but the song's kind of goofy. Yeah. But he comes out to it. Yeah, and he he's legit. Suppose you know, he, I think he's from Norway or something, and he goes, "Yeah, it's Norwegians where we listen to black metal, and that's my thing. And I'm the black metal of the, of the uh, wrestling scene." There's a video of him saying that. I'm like. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna allow black metal to be a, some restless theme music. I think this is good for Donald Trump, honestly. You know, we talk about more Norwegians coming to America and making it great again. Yeah, we got this motherfucking black mask guy right here, Alistair Blass. <laughs> Alistair Black, yeah, that's hilarious. He's he's good though. I, I think he's like, but like I said, for him to be a good guy is kind of weird. Well, what are they gonna do with him? Like, he can't just. He's in NXT right now. He's not even on Raw or SmackDown. He's on NXT, but I always keep my eye on the guy because i'm like yo this is gonna be the big new thing you know because he's he's, he's he, i like the way he is he's a cool wrestler would you be surprised if he appeared with the nation of domination <sighs> no i don't think he would go good with nation of Do- i'm waiting for him to debut on raw or smackdown it'll be kind of crazy really yeah so you watch them both yeah i watch both like I'm you don't feel the- like one's better than the other i think raw is better and like like I said, I think right now AJ Styles is the best wrestler of all time. Right now, he's just he the way he is is just amazing. What's that average Joe Styles? What's that mean? Well, AJ Styles is the phenomenon one. Really? And yeah, he's, oh, so he's not average. You just gotta watch the way he wrestles. You'll be a fan right away. You know, he's just amazing. He's like Shawn Michaels, but ten times more acrobatic. Really? Yeah, he he's the shit, dude. I'm telling you, like he's my favorite wrestler. Right is now. Shawn Michaels overrated? I don't know if he's overrated. I think he's like, he's one of the top dudes. He busted his ass and you know did what he had to do to get up to the top or whatever. And one of the best ring performers of all time, definitely. Do you think he'd be successful in today's economic fucking landscape? Oh yeah, he definitely would. I'm still pissed that Hogan refused because they wanted Michaels to beat Hogan at that pay per view, but Hogan was like, no, I'm not letting Stone Cold beat me, and I ain't letting Michaels beat me. So Michaels is like, okay. I'll let you beat me, but when he did the leg drop on him, 
or he did the leg first on him. You see the way Michaels tumbled and he fell on the ground and started cracking up laughing? So he was insulting him before the big leg drop. That's why I was like, you can tell Michaels was kind of, okay, I'm going to let you beat me, but I'm going to make fun of you doing it. That was <laughs> a SummerSlam. Really? One of the best moments ever, yeah. What SummerSlam was that? Oh, man, 2005, I think. Really? Yeah, 2005. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time ago, man. Like I said, life goes by so quick. It's insane. Yeah. You know, it's too short. Is Hogan still working, or is he just milking that fucking bubble the love sponge lawsuit? Fucking yeah, he's still doing that, man. Like he's he's doing. That. I mean, I would l- love for him to come back, but I guess he has two hip replacements, and I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. Really? Yeah. So that's just pretty crazy. How's it feel having a metal plate in your hip? Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, in the long term of things, how's this like? I it's, mean, it's you can't play the drums right now, bro. Like, no, it's fucking. No, I'd be devastated, you know. I can't. I mean, it's just kind of like Anderson Silva breaking his leg, and then all of a sudden they put a plate on his leg, and the bone went connected to it. It made it ten times stronger because he's using the same leg and kicking people. So it's going to be ten times stronger. But like I said, Dr. Evans, the dude in uh, Rhode Island Hospital, he told me, yeah, I know everything about drums. I know you have to use your hip flexors to do slow double bass. I'm like, what, Evans? Are you serious? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, and I know you use your ankles to do fast double bass. I'm like, damn, dude, you know you should. He's like, Steve, don't worry about it. You're going to be back into it. You're going to be able to do everything that you want to do before, ride a bike, do everything. I'm like, I'm like, so you mean to tell me that I can, you know, like I said, I can super kick again like Shawn Michaels because I'm one of the best super kickers. He's like, oh, what do you mean super kick? I try to explain. Oh, I know, Michaels. Yeah, you'll be able to do that. <laughs> It'll take a little time to be able to do that, but you'll be able to do it. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, so. So you're going to come back like fucking T-1000 over here. Fucking it's not like. going to be Death Metal Steve anymore. It's going to be TMS, Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. Terminator. Terminator Metal Steve, which is crazy, yeah. But Terminator Metal Steve, yeah. TMS. <laughs> A lot of controversy with Death Metal Steve because, like I said, that was that name was given to me where's this back contra- in 95. Where's the controversy coming from? Where's this heat? Uh, no, because I used to lip sync in my garage and in, in my Waltham house in Trapella Road. Yeah. I used to set up two stuffed animals next to me back in 95, 96. Yeah. And one would be bass and one would be guitar. Yeah. And then I would have a stuffed animal behind the drum kit. I act like I'm Chuck Schuldiner and Max Cavalera. Fuck yeah. And I would sing and play at the same time in my garage. I had windows in it. And I remember we used to take buckets of water and put it over my head. Yeah, to make it look sick. And just to make it look and cut off t-shirts and everything. And I remember one time I was doing that late night on a Friday night. I was doing it, just lip syncing. The lights are going on, strobe light. All of a sudden I hear this giggle. I'm like, it's a girl. And all of a sudden I look right out in my driveway because you got mirrors in the garage, which I love that garage. Dude, there was like about 12 to 13, 18 girls sitting Indian style what? in front of my garage watching me do this. Really? And they were screaming and going crazy. And I was like, oh, this is insane. Because <laughs> I just see this, like, they were knocking on the window and shit. And I just miss all I miss. Save some pussy day. for the rest of us, all right? <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. So it's hilarious that you. Dude, there's so many stories. I can't even get into it, but that was one of them that was, like, awesome. What, growing up in Waltham? Growing up in Waltham and lip syncing in that garage and practicing in that garage and the cops being called and why? Because you were rocking out too hard or because you yeah, got the drums and all that. Yeah, volume was too loud or yeah. you know. I mean, that's why you can sit there and pretend that you're Chuck Shoulder and lip sync Sepultura, Deliverance, Death Songs. Twenty. You know, I'd do a whole set list, man, an hour long. Put water in the middle of it. Yeah. Bucket over the head and just go crazy. Take the shirt off. 
I was back in 95, 96, dude. Really? 97, yeah. That's, sad. that's all the cops had to worry about back then. I got then VHS too. tapes of that. Really? Yeah, it's hilarious, yeah. And then they'd I, show up and there'd be no drugs whatsoever. Well, my guitar player Andrew seen these and he started dying laughing. He's like, who? Okay, so who's the bass player? I said, that's Sasha Ingram. <laughs> who's the guitar player? Oh, that's Sky Lion. So who's the drummer? Um. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Sasha Ingram was the drummer and Fred Dog was the bass player. So he just made characters and just. <laughs> Sasha Ingram. Sasha Ingram. Fred yeah. Dog. Fred Dog. Fred Dog. <laughs> and Sky Lion on uh, guitar. Sky Lion? Sky Lion, yep. Isn't that a Christian metal band? No. It's like some sort of Zionist metal. Fucking like. Well, Zion is uh, Max Cavalera's son. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. He's a friend. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's actually really I, I I loved watching Zion play drums every night. Yeah, he's actually it's kinda of crazy that his son is actually drumming for him for Soulfly. So. That is what it is. Ego does his thing, you know? You know what's so surprising is I can't believe it, but Peter Tagrin from Hypocrisy, his son Sebastian is a nasty drummer. Really? He's twenty. I've seen the videos, dude. I'm like, wow, look at look at little Sebastian playing with his fa- father. Some they have a side thing going on and stuff. Did so. you see that Immortal just recorded a new album at the Abyss Studios? Yeah, dude, I can't believe it. That's that's uh, you know that's supposedly there's footage of that really? that you can see that's coming out on YouTube that I can't wait to see, you know, because um, everybody knows you know Peter from Tagrin looks like Johnny Depp. It's kind of cool to see those two. What? Be, <laughs> Peter from Tagrin? Yeah, Peter Tagrin. I told him to say that. I, no, I told him. You think he's a sex symbol? Dude, I told everybody if you look at Peter Tagrin and then you look at Johnny Depp, oh my God, they look the same. Like they're really? brothers. Yeah. Look at the noses, dude. You're look not gonna. Look long hair. They look. It could be like brothers. Like. Next time we see hypocrisy, I'm gonna walk up to him and be like, Johnny. Johnny. Oh, shit. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were Johnny Depp, motherfucker. Yeah. You're just Peter Tackrin. Yeah, well, I, I, I had his eyebrows go up when I told him, I said, yo, you and. I go, Peter, you and Chuck Schroeder were my biggest influences back in the day. I, I can't meet Chuck because he died, but I'm glad I get to meet you and I put my hand out. His eyebrows went up and he gave me a hug. I was like, oh, yes, icon moment down. Well, you might have gave him douche chills. I'm not sure. Well, he needed I, to warm up. He needed that hug. Well, nobody really recognized him because he had a hoodie and everything. I was the only one that saw his face. I'm like, there, there he is. <laughs> I ran right up to him. <laughs> he had the Adidas white, uh, old school Adidas white sneakers with the the army pants and the hoodie i was like that i as soon as i see him my friend was like how did you know it was him i didn't even get a one glance i'm like trust me and bam it was him it was crazy you the fucking see ya yeah it's kind of crazy like oh getting it like a, a, a this is crazy i went through the wrong doors um at mark's show place i went through the wrong doors oh no you went to the strip club i went to the strip club because there's the a wrong strip doors. club next door at, at, at ma- max max there's max show place and yep. there's max rock place it was the show place because they, well, <laughs> what was the one with all the bands played was it the rock place it was the rock place and i went through the wrong doors and it was just me so i go through the wrong doors and all of a sudden i look and i go no fucking way he was on the phone talking in poland to his girlfriend because he said baby it was a uh, Vitek from Decapitated. So I sat there. I said, "I'm not moving anywhere until this, until he gets off the phone." I go up to him. 
So I go up to him and he gets off the phone. I go, oh my God. I put my hand out. I go, Vitek, you decapitated a drummer. He, he shakes my hand looking at me like, what the? I was over enthusiastic. I said, come here. Sit next to me and show me your technique and everything. He's laughing. <laughs> In the middle of a strip club. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing his ass off looking at like, oh my God, this guy's nuts. And he sat down next to me. He started playing next to me and showing me his stuff. And then two minutes later, his brother comes in. I go, Vitek, you know who that is? And I point. I go, that's your brother, man. And he goes, and his brother looked at me and put his hand out. We all hugged. It was insane, man. And then, dude, when they played that day, I was fucking, oh, probably the most craziest. Because, like I said, the vocalist had his back turned to us. And without a warning, you hear two China hit. They go right in the spears of madness. And I remember all of us were like, wait, 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 time out. We ain't ready. We ain't ready. And the whole place pandemonium broke loose. Everybody ran up front, pushing me up front. Because all I heard was them talking Poland for two minutes. All of a sudden, we weren't expecting that. And everybody just ran in the front, pushed me in the front. Dude, that was insane. <laughs> like, that was fucking sick. Mother War. Oh, man. It's a pretty good Pantera album, madness, huh? Man. Dude, that was... I'm glad those guys got off that, uh... You know, they got into trouble. Oh, the rape charge? Yeah, very happy that that... You know, the way that went down, they got out of it. It's an interesting case. I mean, it's... Yeah. It, it looked like everybody was, like, getting uh, their own little CI... CI... No, uh... What those shows? NYPD SVU. Yeah. You know well, what the, I mean? There was a lot of evidence against a girl that was a, pointing that apparently. she didn't... She, she just made up stuff. And well, the one thing I that don't know. it caught me off guard about that case from the start was that the the rape, the assault wasn't reported until um, that like another girl who was there got pulled like got pulled over for drunk driving. That was the same girl. Well, our friend did. I no, it was, a, it was her friend who reported yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't exactly know what the fuck was going on. I, I wasn't there, dude. There's, but if you look up the decapitated and all that stuff, that like somebody wrote a really pretty interesting timeline about how it all panned out, and ultimately it was all based off of the charges, based off of. The, you know the claim from this girl who was drunk being arrested for a DUI yeah. and I mean when you kind of look at it just on the surface like ah, I might be trying to get out of it you know like you know I don't know it's a horrible situation though unfortunately I mean those guys that are death metal band you know how many like pretty girls go up to them and say hey they can get anybody they want they got girls back Dude, in there's Poland no, so what why? are you talking about there's no fucking pretty girls like no what are you talking about no but I'm <laughs> saying like like they do have legitimate fans that go up and say sign autographs yeah. some of them like think that some of them are cute and stuff I mean it happens a lot of people like Vogue they think a lot of girls think he's cute and he's awesome guitar player the young girls so I'm sure they're gonna, they can get girls. I mean, what I heard is when they went back home, they have women back home waiting for them in Poland. So why would they do something dumb on tour like that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they would never. I don't. There's no. I just can't. I just can't see it. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, dude, I just can't. I, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of dudes are shitty fucking dudes. It, shitty people in general. It's and, true. Uh, it's true, dude. Like uh, you know. You never know. You never know what. It, but I, death metal's not necessarily fucking, you know, like uh, like the teen beat fucking hat throb fucking place. You know what I mean? Like, ain't no, a, a ton of fucking broads at our shows. I mean, we have a female singer, too, of Malika. And I think we have a higher percentage than most. But, like, it's not like <laughs> it, death metal, dude. It's not like heavy metal. We go to, like, you know, my wife and I go see Sarah Ungle and, and bands like that. Like, it's like, you know, 60-40 fucking... 
you know, male to female. But it's what do you say about the 18-year-old the uh, dudes that think that the heaviest thing out there yeah. is kill, switch, engage, and all of a sudden I go, no, it isn't, and I go, why don't you go to YouTube and write Malevolent Creation, The Will to Kill, and then that kid comes back to me the next day and says, yo, dude, whatever you send me is, is amazing. I never thought music could be that heavy. And then I go, give me more. Okay, okay monstrosity. Um, yeah, flesh crawl. Um, and then all of a sudden, the, you educate the kids. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the, the kid comes up to me and goes, hey, man, um, do you know anything else about metal? That And I started telling him, well, dude, why don't you go to the army store and buy some army pants? And then start wearing, like, the death and black metal T-shirts and everything. And I kind of joked to him. I said, yeah, I kind of want to come up with the DMS, how to become a, a true headbanger school. Really? And take some of these young kids that are 17, 16 and put them under my wing. And give them the knowledge that I know and make them badass headbangers, like real straight headbangers. Dress wise, influence wise, <laughs> if I can. instrument wise, okay. like everything. Just I want to do that. Like they'll be so cool to have. You know, who's gonna be the graduate of the DMS headbanger school? How to become a headbanger? Straightforward. Whole guide. And I'm talking about even my godson. Like he's he's five years old, but he's headbanging the freaking hate that song Gibros. He yeah. loves it and everything. So hey, I could be the first first one. Really? You never know. He's only five. So it's kind of crazy to see, you know, Zachary headbang into that. Really? You know, yeah, it's amazing. And then... What are we going to call... It, he gets scared of the death metal vocals now. That he kind of gets scared of it. You know, oh, this guy, it's the Cookie Monster, you know? Cookie Monster vocals, yeah. And then he would go up to me and say, you know, he'd be like, Steve, why he sound like Monster? I go, that's just how the singing is. Oh, you know? <laughs> kids are cute, man, you know? I love kids, so, you know. Yeah. So it, it's kind of cool, you know. I never thought New Year's like when he was like three, two years old. He liked Slayer, so I'm like, just play Slayer. He started bobbing his head, yeah. Grab the little drumsticks and start hitting my my seat. I wish I recorded that. That would've been cool. But he was only two, or like when he was one and a half. I took him in the guitar center. I took him into the drum room and he looked at all the cymbals and his arm starts flapping. And, he starts touching the symbols. Pure, poor little, cute little kid, man. One, he was only one and a half. So, who was your and teacher coming up? Your mentor for be- becoming a headbanger? Yeah. Oh, all the like Peter Tagrin, all these guys I looked up to. You know. Uh, what do you mean, Max like he? Wait, pen pals or something? No, just looking at videos and being like, wow, this is how these dudes dress. Oh, look at the way this. Oh, look at oh, look at this and look at that, and just take it from there you know knowledge has to come from somewhere yeah. so you get all these stuff and then all of a sudden boom you know so you, you learn like it, it comes with these young kids don't know what to do man you know they're wearing freaking you know tight ass jeans with you know the boots and everything and the dress shirts and they're like oh i want to listen to something heavy and i want to dress cooler and shit they don't know yeah they don't know they don't even know what how to do a cutoff t-shirt Really? Like, cut the sleeves off of the T-shirt and wear it like that. He said, oh, I thought they, that young kid who's like 18, he's like, oh, I thought that you can buy them like that. No! You can't <laughs> buy them like that, poor dude. You can't buy them like that. You gotta, you gotta cut it off. Like, say, like, if you're an extra large, t- here, here's some knowledge. If you're an extra large T-shirt dude, okay, you need to go buy a large and then cut the sleeves off. <laughs> then it fits perfect. Really? That's why they need it, I need to come up with the DMS <laughs> headbanger school. <laughs> headbanger school. Lesson one, buy the smallest size shirt. And fucking <laughs> exactly. And the other thing is you can be like, yeah, you wear a long, like a, a long sleeve black shirt and then yeah. you put a t-shirt over it. Intensity level rising. They need really? a badass. And put, go 
Cody Ami storm by some friggin. So this is like flame retardant clothing. You just keep leveling up the fucking FI rating. You know, well, you gotta you? have the army pants, man. The Rambo army pants. Really? The, the, the army Where's your pants? army pants? You got fucking kooky monster of fucking pajamas on over here. I have to. I'm up in the early rehab center, man. <laughs> if I knew you were coming, I would have worn my Ninja Turtle. Pajama pants. Yeah, the turtle pajama pants. Yeah, I have them over there by the du- the Duckula shirt. I got a so Duckula shirt. So, if you saw a kid wearing ninja p- turtle pants at the metal show, what do you got? What do you? How do you manage that situation? What goes through your head? I don't know. I go to him and say, "Yo, dude, man, isn't it awesome the turtles and you get to eat pizza twenty four seven? But you need to change those pants and get those black army pants and wear a necklace with the with the, with the hypocrisy shirt or whatever. You know, like you I don't know. wear a necklace. Do I need to wear one? If you want to intensify yourself, yeah. Intensify. You get away you the necklace. Or what am I going to gain by intensifying myself? I don't know. It looks cooler. <laughs> I used to wear a necklace. <laughs> I've had girls come up to me when I'm wearing the necklace. Wow, that looks cool, man. And you used to wear the one with the coral shells, with the beads that you would get surfing? No, I actually have one exclusive one that I used to wear when, uh, way back in. I still I still have it. I haven't, I haven't worn it. I think you should go to shows with gold chains just like Mr. T if you showed up with a bunch of gold around your neck fucking like just big chains and shit you just reminded me watching uh, Straight Outta Compton which is a great movie I love that movie oh yeah yeah, it's a badass movie Easy E yeah Dr. Dre maybe get yourself a big clock like Flavor Flav and just walk in there nobody would fuck with you they'd be like this guy's wearing gold chains take it easy one of the best rap is Public Enemy with Anthrax dude really yeah that's sick why because they play with Danny Loker or I don't know. I don't know who that is, but who's it's a bass player, Anthrax. Yeah, I forgot his name. Damn, it's been that long. Brutal Truth, Nuclear yeah. Assault. Yeah, all that. Look, you know what? Like I said, the controversy. Going back to what I said before, the reason why I was named DMS because they said, "Oh, it sounded cool," and they call me Death Metal Steve. But the thing is, I love death metal, and there's a there's a bands that I like that I listen to and everything. Honestly, like I love it and everything, but I'm not a death metaler. I'm a black metaler. Really? I pick black metal over death metal anytime, anywhere, any place. That's just my music. I like death metal and everything, but I just think all the new generation bands, everything sounds the same. It's the same. Doesn't change. And I'm sure people are going to say the same thing with black metal too. So it's, it's an all good war. I don't mind it. Really? But just be true to yourself and just stick to what you love. If you love a certain type of music, just stick with it. Who cares what anybody says about it? You know? So, I mean, even death, like symbolic, that's just darkened technical metal. It's darkened, um, dark metal, which is the same thing with Burning Inside. Those two bands are dark metal, because, and that's what it's called. But technical, that's a whole other genre of music, and I, I, I picked that over death metal, I think. I think I like symbolic a lot better than death metal. Really? So, y- you just gotta go with whatever you feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you like. You know? People ask me, why is, like, Flesh Crawl my favorite death metal band? I go, I don't know, because they got that melodic. Badass riffing and everything to it, so yeah. So it's all good, man. Just stick to whatever you like. You like power metal, then you like power metal. I do like power metal. That's what I'm saying. If you, I love Halloween too. You like all the you other like old Angra? They're okay. Like if you like Queensrÿche, if you like Aussie, if you like Black Sabbath and all King Diamond and all that shakamaka stuff, <laughs> stick with it <laughs> and like it and be true to yourself. Who gives a rat's ass what anybody else says? Just do whatever you want to really? do. Just put the middle finger up like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Say, fuck you. I like death metal. Fuck you. I like black metal. Fuck you. I like anti-cosmic metal. Who cares? What about uh, John Hatch Fate Warning versus non-John Hatch Fate Warning? No, you got to go with the old school Fate Warning if you're going to go down that road. Yeah. You know, from the heavy, 
um, No Exit. The that's a good one, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a non-drawn notch, but that's a great album. I was oh, actually listening on the way heavy. over here. No shit. Fucking, shit, fucking heavy as shit, dude. Ivory Gate of Dreams, kid. Yeah, fucking that. Like, you know what's so sad is to see so many iconic bands come up with the most iconic albums, and then all of a sudden they're gone or the lineup changes. That breaks my heart. Really? I hate that. You know, it's like you wish that intensity could happen. Kind of like Deliverance, what a joke album. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. That is one of the greatest thrash albums of all time. And I, it's just so sad that those four dudes are not together anymore. It just sucks. With Deliverance, you, you talking about X, X Horder? No, I'm talking about like the, the, the Christian thrash metal band Deliverance, which, oh, which just came back with a brand new album that they're trying to bring back that back in the day, what a joke sound which they kind of did but there's no way of going back as somebody you can't who's, go back as somebody who's so devoted to christian metal in general how do you 90s find 90s movement that's it 90s movement that's it 90 to 91 that's it so you don't fuck but i'm just my question is though why does black metal still intrigue you so much it's it's the music dude like when i listen to the music and i feel sorrow or if i feel you know like I love riffs that make you want to cry, man. Like, it's just something... What, what do you think uh, Legion to Sand, half of the fucking music structure is by me? Uh, sorry for the F word. Um, oh, my God. But I'm just Dude, saying, like, fucking... I'm just saying, half of the structure from all the LD songs is so sorrowful. It comes from me because I love that that type of riffing. I love yeah. making... Like, even our fans, when they hear our music, they go crazy. They close their eyes and put their fists up or whatever in the, in the Viking metal part. I'm just like, Yes! Our job is done. That's that's awesome. So I love melodic, sorrowful riffing, and black metal is the way to go. I mean, you could do it with death metal, but it just doesn't. It's not the same thing, dude. It's it, it's not. You know. What did you eat a lot of sweet and sour chicken? Like what what what's, what's the melody and the sorrow? Right? You seem a very upbeat guy. I'm just trying to understand why. Uh, it, I don't know, dude. It's like I said. It's something about sorrowful melodic. Riffs that want to make you cry. I, that's my really? that's my deal. I love it. Do you feel you like crying? You stressed? What's the matter? No, not so much stress, but you can you can feel about the music. Some of the songs that we you know some of the fans say yeah some of your stuff is so sad sounding. Why? Oh, I just love it. I love being like that. Really? Yeah. It it touches people out there too, especially the melodic. A lot of D minor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta it's get the most somber of chords. I made the structures, but I got a beast of a guitar player from Soul Remnants, Tom, who's just a beast, and he just makes everything ten times more crazy. I got my guitar player Andrew. That what do you just feed has this kid? What do you feed him? Just sorrow, sorrow, and and same thing with Andrew. They come up with those so- most sorrowful as they know how the vibe is in the band, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then we got Juan on vocals. I mean, you can't ask for a better frontman than this dude, you know. So it's like. And you're in the back smiling the whole fucking time. Totally in love with life. Exactly. Fucking, and everybody loves seeing you play drums. (laughs) Everybody's like, this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Last time someone said, oh, you look like you're, you know, going on vacation or going to, if you look like you just came back from Disney World or something, or you're in Epcot, you know, Universal Studios being so happy. I go, I can't help it. My music makes me happy, dude. I'm a whole different cat when I get on that stage. Curse comes out. Curse. All smiley and everything. And. As fierce as darkness looks, it doesn't matter. She has to have those crazy sorrowful beats that go with the sorrowful riffs. I can't believe you named your drum set Darkness, and you I talk about to. beating her every day for 18 years. Well, it's kind of funny because <laughs> Seth names calls his kit a her, but there's no name for her. He just says she looks beautiful, or I got my baby in my car, and yeah. I'm like, what's your name? The, name the thing something. I just named I named mine Darkness, so I just like you know, and everybody's like. That know me, they're like, yeah, you know. Even my Facebook has 
uh, album, Darkness and Friends, and it has all my buddies on Darkness playing. Really? It's cool, dude. Like, it's cool to have, you know, an album just for my drum kit. Aww. For fun. Aww. Just like ch- kids are cool. Ki- kids are chill. And I got a whole album, all my friends' kids in that, too. I love kids, and they love me. You know? Really? So it's like, yeah. You do the little alligator with your hands, and they start talking to it, and they start... Oh, look at that shadow puppet. <laughs> yeah. So, kids are awesome, too, man. You know? Do that again. I'm, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like think. a little alligator, and they'll come up and say, Hi, alligator, or you do the wolf. Really? Yeah. Like a little lily. She's only four, and she puts her little wolf hand up to my hand and goes, Daddy, Daddy. It's like, oh, my God, it's so heartbreaking. You're like, hey, how you doing? Can you make it say, so, hello, darkness, my old friend? Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> You do the dog. <laughs> All right, there's no video. Yeah, there's no video. So, so what? What's '90s movement? Fucking Christian metal all about? I don't get this. I thought I thought Striper was the only thing that ever happened. No, no, in no. The remember 80s. they came up with intense records. Intense. Inten- intense records and what do you all. Mean, how do you like your tense? You know, like you know. Like intense and then records. Okay. So they had Recon, um, Vengeance Rising, Deliverance, Holy Soldier. Sacred Warrior, White Cross, all those bands back in the day, man. I was fueled me, man. I'm like, yo, this is awesome. Neon Cross, uh, you know, um, Ransom, all these bands. People, nobody knows, but this is back in 19. I was only 14 back in 1990. I was 15 in 1991. So this is this is what I grew up with. All this stuff. What's the meanest Christian metal? Is there a mean Christian metal? It's just like you're like, oh, don't fuck with these guys. They'll fucking you know. Well, my introduction was they had a radio show. Well, my dad, well, it's kind of funny because my dad actually went to Thoroughbred Music back in 1991, and that's where Shouldner stepped in there, too, when he bought guitars from there. And I went there where my dad bought a $500 drum kit, and I started practicing all the Holy Soldier and Sacred Warrior songs and everything. But uh, I kept on thinking to myself, wow, I went to the same place, and I didn't even know anything about death, and Shouldner was in there. It was pretty really? crazy. Yeah, because Thoroughbred Music was in where he lived near. That's where he shopped. So I had a Thoroughbred drum kit, you know, from there. Yeah. So I have a lot of history. But um, And then, um, yeah, listening to all those bands and, and trying to learn the beats, it was hard, man. Like, you know, and um, I remember the fir- first songs I ever learned was from them, you know, Striper. And, like, In God We Trust was the most hardest song to play on drums, I thought. And I couldn't do it back then. And today I look at it, I'm like, okay, this is Baby. <laughs> it's, it's nothing but like but I think like like I said when I first heard Vengeance Rising I never heard death metal vocals in my life like low ones he would do this mid pace one okay. but all of a sudden in the middle of that frontal lobotomy song where you know it starts going dun it dun it and all of a sudden you hear this guy go listen listen more way dude I literally had to stop the cassette and I was scared out of my fucking mind <laughs> I was like what the I go what is this like, I'm only 15. I'm like, what is this? This is scaring the crap out of me. I'm like, do I dare push play again? And I push play again, and I heard him continue it. I'll never forget that for the rest yeah. of my life. That's my introduction to death metal vocals. You're bugging out right now. You yeah, got the shuck my guys. I, I never th- Dude, I never thought in a million years that somebody could sound like a monster. <laughs> and I literally was shaking. I had to stop the cassette. Really? I had to stop it because I was like, yo, this is crazy. You know, anybody wants to hear that song, go ahead. Go, go to YouTube and write Vengeance Rising Frontal Lobotomy, and you'll hear that middle part. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I get goosebumps, dude. just reminds me of that, really? that, that day. I pushed play, and that happened. Yeah, it was crazy. So that's where it all started, though. Was fucking used, were you buying from catalogs? I mean, like, where were you buying this music from? Oh, Carpenter's Car- Home Church, which had... Carpenter's Home Church. Back in near Tampa. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, I remember that band Cryer played there, and they had a song called I Am On Your Side. All, you know, you bring me back the memories. But they were a heavy metal band. They were headbanging and everything. I think I think uh, Holy Soldier played there once and stuff, and Petra played there three times. I went to go see Petra. In Tampa? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now that I look back on it, I'm like, why was I a Petra fan? What is Petra? I don't get it's it. It's just Christian rock. Really? They, I don't even know why I was into it. I was kind of forced into it by my buddy Lance. It was just like... Like I thought they were okay, but he kept on saying, "Oh, come to the concert with me. Come to the concert." I'm like, "Ah, I always wanted to get heavier." He even went up to me, and goes, "Why are you getting into this heavy stuff?" You know, I was like, "What's wrong with, with with Vengeance Rising? What's wrong with Deliverance?" Nah, it's too heavy, too crazy. The beats are too crazy. I always wanted to get heavier, dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because I know Slayer scared the living shit out of me in 1991 when I first saw the video "Seasons in the Abyss." When they're on the boat and they're coming to the, I'm like, yo, this is shakamaka to the, I was like, I can't take it. This is, and then yeah. all of a sudden when we left Florida in 1991 and we came to Massachusetts 1992, I said, fuck this. I was like, I got into Sepultura. I love Slayer. I got into Napalm, Death, Cannibal Corpse. Oh, yeah. I just jumped right into it. It was a left or right from hypocrisy. Yeah. First time I saw that video, my thing wasn't like, oh my God, I'm scared out of my mind. I was like. Oh man, they're they're jamming in a in a burnt down church, but the music is sick, and this guy is more possessed than everything. And I was like, this is cool. Hell yeah. See? Fuck yeah. So that's what happened. So there's a big, you know, transformation. <laughs> I think like Steve became a headbanger back in 90, 1992 and I was like, I just want to get into all this DSI and everything. So when you left Tampa in 91, yep, Florida, <laughs> which yep. is the peak of the fucking scene, you come to Massachusetts and become definitely, oh, I love it. Like it <laughs> exactly, exactly. I got Holy Wars. I got all the all of it, man. I, Fuck Sepultura yeah. really got to me. I was like, oh, I want to be like Max. And really? I said, screw all this. Don't listen to that. Don't listen. Nah, nah, nah. You ever thought about growing dreadlocks? To be honest with you, I think I even like, I stopped believing God at that time. When really? I, yeah, when I first... I was like, screw this. I'm getting a Slayer. I don't care. I kind of like, yeah. kind of fade away from him. And I was like, yo, I'm just Did gonna... you ever think about cutting yourself? No, no, nothing like that. Never got into black metal at that time. You know, yeah. the black metal was later. Yeah. As far as that goes. But yeah, man, I went nuts back in the day. Malevolent. I remember Cannibal Corpse was on. Uh, Cannibal was doing the Ace Ventura. I was like, oh, this is badass. I was yeah. just total badass. <laughs> <laughs> I just was into all that, you know, Napalm Death and stuff. I was like, oh, this is cool. So you were at home watching Headbangers Ball? I still got the t-shirt. Really? I have the original t-shirt still. Yep. Headbangers Ball. I'll never forget that show, too. That was, like, huge opening for all of us. Um, Dead and Brock Sells from Sepultura. You know, that That was the first time I was like, yo, they taking death metal to the next level. <laughs> After hearing that middle part, I was like, that's it. This is, this is badass. This is the shit. This is the greatest breakdown I've ever heard in my life. I'm on cloud nine. I don't care about anything else. Grab, make a cardboard guitar and start acting. Start lip syncing that in the garage. Lip sync that till it, all the time, dude. You know? So you went with the cardboard guitar. Yeah, I still have the cardboard guitar. I even nice. have a cassette that I repeated recording with crowd. Really? So you play that crowd with the Dead and Brock cells and you lip sync. And it really Fuck feels yeah. like you're really playing live. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd I, you get the crowd from? I don't know. <laughs> it, it was probably from like, uh, there was a, like, there's a, there was a Baron Cross cassette that had just crowd for like five minutes before, after Baron played. 
And I said, oh, you know, I got an idea. I'm going to record this on a tape over and over and over again. 30 minutes of it. <laughs> took time out. 30 minutes. And then took that cassette and, and first had that keyboard intro and then go right into Dead and Bronx Cells or Inner Self or whatever and just start lip syncing and going nuts. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I do. That was fun back then, dude. Oh, yeah. My brother, they were only 12 years old. I took them 12 years old to go see Monstrosity. You know how much attention those 12-year-olds got? They were going to the... They were keeping Broken Hope was giving them free shit. Oh, really? Shirts and everything. It was sick. What these little two little 12-year-old, Justin from ACR, my brother, Jay Black, yeah, they, I took him 12 years old to go see Monstrosity. They went crazy, man. These They were surrounded by girls, and everybody hugging them and shit. <laughs> they used to lip sync with me in there, man. Put really? a bucket of... Had my brother who's like 12 put a bucket over his head. He's all Pre-ice like, bucket challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing that way back when nobody else was doing it. Just look cool. Just look like you're in a Sepultura video. Yep. Like I never forget the, the day. Like Another thing, me and Cody from Cryostasium slash Witch... Which tomb or whatever. One time, me and him were so crazy back in 95 that we lip-synced in front of Blockbuster. And the Blockbuster people called the cops, and the cops came in front of us, and we got busted. Really? Yeah. What are you listening to? What are you lip-syncing? How? Like, we like, put the windows down in the car, yeah. blast, cannibal, grab a cardboard guitar. Cody would grab a fake mic, just go <laughs> ballistic in front of Blockbuster. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, cops would come, and we get busted. <laughs> so what they say? Like well, I heard, there's a you couple gotta assholes out here. here. Got to get out of here. Disturbance of the peace. Yep. <laughs> there was one time where me and Cody were so crazy that we were gonna go to Burlington Cinema and we were gonna set up a cardboard drum set. We were gonna get me in a werewolf mask, him in we're playing drums. Get these two freaking stuffed animals. And we we're gonna go. We went to Burlington Cinema and we had the cassette. Everything was ready. But we were gonna have as soon as the movie was out, push play and start lip syncing. <laughs> Really? But we didn't because like there was a security guard there and everything, and we just bailed out. It's a lot of gear to bring in. We did it outside. Really? We wanted them to come out with someone record. Really? We didn't do it. We we chickened out. Oh my yeah, God. because it was security guard right in front of Burlington Cinema, dude. It's and a lot we, of noise to make. That would have been an awesome music video, though, wouldn't it? I you think just so. You see these dudes lip syncing and these people come out of the movie and like, what the hell? We should make a Legion's Ascend video where that happens, where everybody goes to the movie. And then after and they, they're done, they're like, whoa, this is the real thing. This is the real show right set here. Up? Yeah. Yeah, I can see Andrew getting mad at me right now. They go, <laughs> Andrew be so mad at me right now. And I'm like, no. Why would Andrew be mad at you? He's, he's a very gentle man. He is, he is. But it's like I said, when it comes to creativity, you're making black metal and making the best music you can. You're going to clash. Yeah. You know, I kind of call Tommy and, uh, and uh, Andrew, I call them. When they fight, I go, here we go. King Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, they're going at it. Yo, did you so, see that they're making that movie Rampage? Oh, dude, I can't wait. The Rock is in it with the. Oh man, that looks sick, by the dude. The fucking that's my day. You never played that fucking Nintendo? I game? did, I did. That's my day. That's right. back in yeah when I went. You know, yeah, I can't wait for that movie to come out. It's gonna be sick. What's the last? What are you watching over here? The Shallows. Yeah, I have a DVD player here. I like so the I Shallows. It, yeah, it's a great movie. I've always been a fan of um, you know Jaws scared the living crap out of everybody. Nobody want to jump in the water after Jaws. Nah, I won't go in a pool. Yeah, I know. It was so funny because <laughs> when I was I, when I was um, when I came out of the uh, the surgery room and everything, and I was lying in my bed, I actually had a dream that I was on the hospital bed. This is no no joke. Really? I had a dream the water came up on the side of the beds, and a fin came. Really? And I woke up. I'm like, what the? And a shark <laughs> and bit me. Really? And I woke up. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. This happened in Rhode Island Hospital. It's, it's Captain Quint slides into the fucking jaws of Bruce. Dude, dude, I didn't even know when I got out of the surgery that I was so, like, out of it that I told the nurse, 
I said, give you some, what type of drugs did they give you? Whatever it was to take me out. Uh, forgot the name of it. Put me under. Like, Anesthesia? Yeah. But when I got out of it, I, heard, I guess I said something like, Nurse, did you know that a cobra bit Chuck Norris? And then seven days later, the cobra died. She started laughing, and then, and then and then two minutes later, she, she go. And then I go. I go. I guess I sang the Shawn Michaels theme. I guess I went. Oh, Steve! I think I'm cute. Shut up. I started singing that. Shut up. And then after that, I started singing these random names. And I said, and she goes, Yeah, you were saying some random names. And I remember me going, Did I go? Did I say Derek Rowdy, Tim Young, George Clias? He, yeah, you said all those names. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Those are my drum heroes. I'm so sorry. See what happens when you come out of surgery, dude? You start spouting off all your influences. You know? So you, well, you don't do a lot of here. drugs. I yeah. was like, we should hang out more and do more drugs. I reeked like pot walking in here today. Fucking, I think that's... Hey, I did a check. Hey, you want to hear something funny, man? Like, we went to go see uh, Cryptopsy and Panzerfaust, which I'm a huge fan of. Two weeks later, after seeing that show, Panzerfaust tipped over there. Yeah, they uh, rolled the van. They yeah. rolled the van, and, and I saw the pictures of Wonder Creek and everything, and I was like, oh my God, I just got into an accident. So I'm like, I was panicking, telling them on the Facebook, dudes, that sucks. I'm glad yeah. you guys got out of it, but it was kind of. It's kind of like I was the only crazy fan at that show. I'm sitting there going nuts over them. Really? Nobody else is like, who the heck are these dudes? You know, man, I love Panzerfaust. I think they're sick. Um, so I'll, that was just kind of funny. But uh, yeah. That's crazy, man. And my, guess what? When my car got totaled, my Panzerfaust shirt was in the car. No way. So they got it out of it, thank God. I had somebody really? go down there and grab all the stuff out of my car. Really? And the first thing was like, because I was going to give a Ninja Turtle t shirt to my godson. I was five minutes away from there. And that's when the accident happened. I had a Ninja Turtle shirt for him, but then I had my Panzerfaust shirt. I'm like, please, someone go over there and get that out of my car because my car was totaled. And they did. No shit. So that was, yeah, that was, like, saved. How did it feel when they get you out of the car? Like, I mean, wh- how, what was that? Did they have to use, like, Jaws of Life or something? or like? No, dude, know? because when I got to, I was in, a, in the car with my friend, and she, thank God, wore a seatbelt. And my foot, my leg and everything went under the dashboard because I didn't have my seatbelt because we just got off the highway. And I had my high, I had my seatbelt on when I was coming off the highway. And we got just got gas. And I wasn't thinking to put the seatbelt on because I was like, oh, Zachary only lives, my godson, only lives five minutes away. I didn't think anything was going to happen. I didn't put my seatbelt. So we drove and bam. That's when it happened. So that was crazy. But she was, but no, yeah, I, my leg went on the dashboard and crack. Really? I, somehow, they, because she was screaming, I, I don't know how I did it. I, I got out of the car, and the left leg hit the ground. It was okay. As soon as the right hand leg hit the ground, tapped it, I put my foot up. Oh! And I said, I'm not moving anywhere. And I kept yelling at her, are you okay? And then the ambulance came. Fuck. It, it sucked. First thing I was thinking, am I going to be able to drum again? Am I going to yeah. be uh, fucking dude? So was, what was it like when the ambulance comes and, like, you're... Well, the, the reality There's smoke and shit Yeah there's smoke coming from my car And stuff The Toyota Source Rex That's what I call her <laughs> She went down Cause I had a Toyota Camry Man It's just Bad memories man You know Now it's yeah. like Gotta start all over again Yeah So But I'm really wishing luck To those guys You know Legion's Ascent Is gonna be playing O'Brien's Pub February 14th My birthday At O'Brien's Pub So go out there Check it out Hopefully they'll do good You know And Wishing those guys all the best until I can come back. Yeah, so Ashen Wings, what's Adam's his name there? He's playing drums. Yeah, Adam, the guitar player from Ashen Wings, who sings and plays at the same time, is actually a drummer too, and he took over my spot. I asked him yeah. to please do that, so he did. So um, 
yeah, that's it, man. So seen their rehearsals and he's doing really good. I had to teach him how to do the songs, a couple parts, because a couple parts kind of hard. And he, they're doing great. They're doing five songs. So yeah, oh, shit. go out there and check it out. Support them or whatever, you know. And so what's the deal? Can you at least sneak out of here to Mel Thursday, maybe? I don't know if I can put weight on. Let me just start doing rehab for me to put weight on the leg and for me to start walking will be great. Yeah. Um, but they're telling me it's going to be ten times stronger now that this has gone down. Really? The bone breaks and the bone's like, what the heck? You know, and then we get a, it, it becomes stronger. It fuses stronger. So really? That's why, like I said, Dr. Evans, he knows. <laughs> so he, the, he's, a, he's a doctor, but he knows about drumming. He told me you have to use your, you know, your... Um, your 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 uh, hip flexors to do slow double bass. You get to use your ankles to do double bass. I'm like, Dr. Evans, damn man, you know this shit. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he loved me too. And all the nurses loved me, man. I made them all crack up and stuff. They're telling me I'm a character, and I, mean, I made everybody crack up. You know, I had a hot nurse in the morning. She's so beautiful, and oh my god, I used to look at her like, oh. And, then, <laughs> and she'd be the regular nurse, and then there'd be one that looked just like her, but she had black hair. And she'd You're giving those Roger Rabbit eyes that just the pop out. nurse at night. <laughs> So I'd be like, yeah, you got the beautiful nurse in the morning, and the gothic one comes at night. <laughs> and, yeah, they're, they're smoking hot over there in Rhode Island Hospital. Really? I'm just like, woo! Wow. Yep. So, Was she dressed for, like, an erotic funeral or something? I don't get it. Well, smells like, you know, little wolfskin bolt boots and clove <laughs> cigarettes, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what you need to do? You need to do a podcast of my boy, uh, Pentagram Wolf. from Pentagram Trans- Wolf. Pentagram Wolf from Transylvania. Yeah, he's... Uh, he, he, he's taken my spot a couple times in LD show. I he, thought I saw a wolf play drums for, uh, yeah. He was in Baron Oak. Really? Yeah. He well, was, that band sucked. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is, uh, it was it's some controversy, but there was a lot of, like, controversy with Baron Oak because it was, you know, experimental with black metal. But oh, Pentagram okay. was right. playing for them, and then Pentagram did a couple of shows, too. But you should interview him because he, he, he really Pentagram Wolf? Yeah, he Pentagram Wolf. He'll really get you going, man. But he, like, doesn't kidding. he? He only shows up on very specific sort of like. He drummed for Untumed too. He did a couple shows on Untumed. Really? Yeah, it was really funny. Wow. JC was going crazy playing live, but he would always jump on stage and and like go crazy and connect with Pentagram. Really? Twenty four seven. Really? Pentagram be looking up and all of a sudden JC's in front smiling. Turn around for two seconds later, then turn around again. You know, so yeah, Pentagram Wolf, the one, the one foot moon blaster, dude. He's he his one foot's crazy. What do you mean one foot moon blaster? He's like, the master he's of the one foot blast. Really? He's so quick. And he can he can explode a fucking moon like Tiamat over here, like some sort of. Yeah, if, if you want to give some, um, you know, recognition to Pentagram Wolf, just go to YouTube and write "Wolves can blast." Really? And you'll see Pentagram Wolf most craziest accents, and he, and at the end of it, he yells his name. It's sick, dude. Pentagram Wolf doesn't really move his head that much i find it interesting he's very uptight very you see him look live? forward yeah when did what when did you see him live i i was like i think um it was that band uh i think he showed up with a band called night owl yeah he did he actually filled in yeah for night owl one what time. was night Owl about it was not a power metal band yeah night owl was a power metal band that i was drumming for and pentagram we both drummed for it oh so that day we did double duty so i played and then pentagram did you guys had a song that sounded like Finger Eleven. It was like whoa, 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 oh, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it was like Joey Lawrence, bro. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I, I love the fact that when we used to play live, that everybody would talk about our jacked guitar player. Really? Yeah, you see, yo, was he in the Air Force? Jacked. Yeah. Yeah, freaking uh, our guitar player Keith. He was jacked. He's a he's a personal trainer, and everybody would sit there and say, "Why was he playing with you guys?" 
He loved us. Really? His leads were amazing. He was like a George Lynch type <laughs> fucking player. phenomenal guitar player. Yeah, he was. He was amazing. Like, okay. and me and him would play together. And I'll be do- one time at, at practice a night out. I was doing one foot blast, going nuts. And Keith was doing a lead over it, and it sounded amazing. He was doing the George and I was doing one foot. And I started doing bomb blasts and stuff, and like he stopped and he goes, "You're too much. You're a fucking maniac." <laughs> I loved him, but it just night all went down the toilet because of the of, of the clashing of the members, man. That's yeah. the, that's the sad thing about that band, you know. And we all went our separate ways, and we all wished each other good luck, and that was it. But sometimes it happens. As much as a band, you know. Yeah, it's you unfortunate. Know? We need more power metal bands around here. Yeah, we. I mean, the key was the one song that everybody loved. I don't know why everybody loved the key from Night Owl. Really? Yeah, the one that had the continual riff at the end of it it was just and it would go back and forth keyboard bleed they loved that song probably the fastest blast beat one foot I've ever done in my life in that song you know that's all one foot if you see the videos on uh, YouTube one foot fast as fuck as fast as I've ever done it really? yeah pentagram too so pretty it's pretty nuts man like sometimes music can make you go faster or make you a better player every time you play so it's like Badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Your band, Abnormality, you know, you guys are doing great. You know, signing Metal Blade and shit. That's awesome. Another band from Mass is signing Living the Dream, dude. Like, Fuck yeah. You know, Soul Remnants is fucking sick as hell, too. And you got uh, Too Bad Force Asphyxiation is not around anymore. I give props to my boys out there, Brian and Alex. Those guys are, oh, I love that band. Hell yeah. It, it, we got a badass mass metal scene out there with awesome bands, Boar Corpse, all that. All Who do you think's the greatest Massachusetts band of all time? Oh man, I don't know, man. There's this so is many. our final thought. We got to wrap this up. Yeah, definitely. No, uh, there's a lot. Our, our scene is insane. We have like awesome death metal, awesome black metal, uh, Bog of the Infidel. Uh, you From know, Rhode Chris, Island. Chris Dan- yeah, Chris <laughs> Daniels, one of the I think one of the sickest drummers in the scene. Hell yeah! I love the way he. Fuses the two bass drums together and makes like cannons and yeah he does yeah he plays like four four bass drums <laughs> like exactly, exactly. He's but four. he's just his roles the way he plays he's you know somebody actually uh, put us together they're like Chris Daniels and you Steve at the same time forgot what her name was but she goes you two are the most smiley drummers ever like Chris smiles and goes crazy I'm the same way and there they put us connected us together you know and uh, when we did that dissection cover of uh, the Sombalane. With Bogdanfell at dusk, that whole place erupted. Really? Uh, every single member of Bog came up, and that place went nuts. Really? And that's what I'm saying. Like, having 10 shows like that, and Church Burn is amazing. So Suzuki, forget it. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's all good, man. You know, I just want everybody to kick ass in life and be happy and do what they need to do. And, you know, if you get signed, you get signed. You go all the way, you go all the way, you know? If you're going to go all the way go all the way exactly I know everybody hates all that remains but I think uh, I think their drummer is one of the most amazing drummers he's fucking you know sick as hell you know so Jason Costa amazing drummer really and he uses Iron Cobra pedals and his the way he plays is just you know I'm not if I'm not really into the band but I love the drummer mm-hmm. gotta give him props you know so it's beautiful yeah yeah we have an awesome scene dude I hope more bands come out I hope you know, there's a lot more bands coming out, more shows are happening. You know, I hope more things happen. Sammy's Patio, Brian's Pub, and all these other places. I just hope things progress. Things get more intense and things go forward, you know? Well, dude, you're in an extremely difficult situation for anybody. Yeah. And 
I'm so happy to see you be happy and still fucking uplifted because you fucking picked me up. Hey, I appreciate it, dude. Like I said, life is too short, man. It, it, we all have to, you know, not hate each other but love each other. I know that, like, people have beefs and everything, and I wish this would stop, you know? Like, if people are in bands and they get into beefs, just squash the beef. You know, if I did anything to anybody out there in the mass metal scene, please forgive me. If it comes down a damn from Sithral or whatever, just forgive and forget. You know, whatever happened, happened. It's yeah, all like, good. He looks like Captain Morgan, I think, right? <laughs> That's a joke about him. He's an amazing <laughs> vocalist, but again... No, he's very good, yes. Again, Sithral, the way that went down is because... And Andrew followed me. And the reason why Andrew followed me is because he wanted to be with a hard worker. He wanted to be with somebody who really wanted to do this. You guys were doing Sithral for like 20 years almost, right? And it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, and then when I I told him a year and a half before he joined on bass, if things don't change, I'm leaving. Yeah. He goes, okay. A year and a half went by. We left. And then, bam, you know, LD, 2010, LD was formed and died and now came back with a vengeance. I don't know how LD came back. Legion you just... was a side project. It sucked. All the songs we had before <laughs> sucked and then we changed them all. We came back with a vengeance. You I know? think you should take a stage name now as Vengeance. You're like yeah. the you're like Phoenix Vengeance. That would be a wrestling name, I think. I think it's too late because somebody already called me Curse because I think they saw, they saw the the cassette of LD and said Curse and somebody joked and said There's Curse, there he is. I'm like, that's him. He's I'm like, cool. And it was one of the Untum Click guys. Really? <laughs> one of the Untum guys were making. Hey, that's a cool name, man. Cabron. That's a cool name. I like that. <laughs> you know? He's like, hey, Cabron, man. I that's a cool name, man. Hey, you know what else is crazy, Cabron, man? That you got Juan Macias. A Spanish on vocals, and you got a ball headed guitar player, you got a Chinese guitarist, ball headed guitar player, you got a, a red headed bass player, and you Indian. So we kick ass, man. So, you know. The Indian Christian on the drums. The yep, one and yep, yep, We got. We got. And we got, Whoa. you know, everything in the band. Who cares? International Black Death Band. International American. <laughs> yep. <laughs> progressive, somber, melodic black metal band. Legions Ascend. Yep. And like I said, we got two new ones that we were working on, and then bam, the accident happened. So hopefully, we'll get back to those, and we'll start doing those two songs live. And I think you're going to be playing a show before the end of 2018, Steve. Oh, definitely, definitely. I would love to for people to hear the new songs that are going to come out. There's two new ones coming out called "Demons Dwell" and "Forget It." You get ready to cry because "Relinquish" is the tune. That song's so badass, I can't wait. I put my heart and soul into that one. Really? Soulful riff. We're gonna probably gonna. That's probably gonna be the new ending song. Relinquish. I can't wait, dude. Really? The badass man. Yeah, it's like probably the most sorrowful shit I ever wrote. And the help with Tom. Tom wrote two or three riffs in that song to help it out. So nice. Can't wait, man. You're giving me all like inspired to be like, can't wait to do those songs. Demon dwell and relinquish. It's gonna be sick. Add it. Add those to the set list and go out there and do it. Fucking right. Damn, I'm gonna wait though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're working on your paradiddles though. Yeah, I gotta pad everything here. So hey, yeah, I'm there probably go. gonna be a ten times better drummer when I go back because I learned so much from so many icon dudes. You, you know, ever see so. the picture of uh, Laz Ehrlich on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and they ask him what a paradiddle is? And he didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the <laughs> goofiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was like Lars. I don't know, like. Uh, that's why I kind of find it funny before he did the Black Album yeah. that he was watching Lombardo so bad that he was like okay I'm going to start taking some of Lombardo stuff and putting it into into uh, And Justice for All that's yeah. why he's so crazy on that yeah. Blackened he got the off from Lombardo dude he was watching Lombardo like there was no tomorrow that's why he started doing that drumming but I wish Lars would change you don't want to do the same beats all the time you want to change it up 
all the time. He doesn't do that. He does the same thing. That's why James Hetfield is like, okay, I can't take this anymore. Really? He said that? <laughs> well, there was a little thing that he was kind of like, remember when he was out of it and then all of a sudden um, Joey from Slipknot came on stage? Yeah. And then Lombardo came on stage? Yeah. And they were like, whoo, these guys are fucking beasts compared to Lars. I think Lombardo, Laz, too. He Laz owns like 50% of that fucking... LLC though, like he, I don't think he can just remove Laz from Metallica. I think the worst thing Lars could ever do was the worst thing is take that ride symbol out and use that as a China. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure that people agree with me. Like, why would you take your ride out and never bring it back and just use a China as your ride? That's ridiculous. When, when did he start doing that? Two years ago, three years ago, I think. Really? That's ridiculous. I can't live without my ride. There's just no way. Yeah. That, that's the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> the ride is made for your hand to rest, too, and, and not to be on a hi-hat all the time. Yeah. How are you going to hit a China? Like, good luck. You know? Uh, and then Slayer's final tour. I can't believe it. Yeah, Get ready no. for that. That's it. Slayer's done. You going to go see it? Mohegan Dude, Sun. I've seen Slayer when they were badass with, the, with their badass. What do you mean? Line. They're not badass anymore? No, they're badass, but without the, you know, like I've seen with Dave Lombardo. Really? I've seen the original lineup when they played Palladium. So, yeah, I've, thank God. You know, I was able to see Lombardo with Slayer. So, Is that the I rainy actually b- saw Slayer with um, Forbidden and Testament on um, Lansdowne Street at that, forgot the name of the club. Really? That was an unreal show. And Paul Bostaff's played drums for all three bands. Yeah, yeah. I like John Diddy, actually, though. I really? like I love John Diddy. I think John Diddy is like, he's a sick drummer, dude. Oh, shit. He does um, CrossFit, too, to keep himself in shape to play drums. You're going to start doing CrossFit, I bet. You're going to come out of here. The running, TMS like, cross, CrossFit? Yeah, the fucking the TMS fucking run down the street after fucking emerging from a cripple fucking shell. You'd be, you know, like the whole Phoenix resurrection fucking. People you thought you, you were what dead. What are you to say? I'm going to be like the Hulk Hogan of uh, black metal drumming? You might, you might get a little Jesus in you. People are like, well, we think he's dead. And then the motherfucker has <laughs> risen. And fucking, he's just blagging the life. Eternal. He yeah, forever. no big deal. You know, darkness will be like 60 years old. You know, 60. she'll be, you know. Darkness will be like 20,000 years old because, you know, Jesus is fucking woman right there. You, how's it feel to be the new Jesus? Am I brown? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the I new thought brown Jesus was brown. Jesus had a tan, didn't he? What? You're not one of these guys that likes Jesus all fucking Aryan and fucking like, you know. Shepherding lambs and the fucking whatever. I just think of the guy as a dirty hippie, fucking ate a lot of mushrooms and had a suntan. Uh, yeah, like I said, everybody has their beliefs and what they like, yeah. and I don't like to throw this out or anything. I just keep it to myself yeah. and just leave it like that. If it, it is what it is, you know. I mean, it, you ever think of Jesus wearing like uh, uh, one of those tuxedo shirts? Because it's kind of formal, but it says I'm here to party. Uh, I don't know, man. I can't really see if I can see <laughs> Jesus wearing that. You know, where somebody was saying, yeah, if Jesus wore like a long sleeve T-shirt with a, a black vest over it, yeah. with black pants, and has his beard and long hair. you look? I'm like, what the? I said, I don't know if Jesus would wear that either, dude. And like, he wears a beret. He's in the the Guardian Angels, and he walks around subways, just fucking motivating people to do better with life. Oh, Lord, not taking it too far. <laughs> All right, Steve. <laughs> yeah, well, cool, we're man. off to the races. It's been a pleasure sitting down with you. Yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming to the hospital and visiting me. I didn't know you were in Worcester. 
I really didn't. I, I, I thought that you were like in Providence or something. I haven't been in Providence in fucking nearly two years. But no, I was, and they sent me here. So yeah, yeah, it's all good. Well, shit, guy. Second podcast, man. LD I know. style. LD style, second time. Who's so. your big star? Your big star. Don't you know that? I don't think so, man. I'm oh, like, whatever. There's no the ego that comes with me. I like. like you're I the said, top like, of my tree, baby. Oh fucking, lord. Oh yeah. Like oh, I yeah. said, I love doing what I do, playing live and go crazy, and that's it. That's <laughs> it. You know, I love it. I've been right. doing this for a long time, and yeah, thank you so much, man. Cool. Dude, just want to make you happy. want to fucking, you know, I like seeing you smile. You put, you always put me in a good fucking mood. A lot of people say that. I know. Even Stop. though there's the, the DMS haters out there, some of them, but the hey, I'm a good dude. <laughs> Who are these haters? I want to find where these haters are and confront them. Yeah, as long as, you know, they, they just... Be cool at LD shows, man. Maybe you know? we should have a fucking... What if we had an intervention where I break you out of here? We go find the haters. I'm like, yo, what's up? Why are you a fucking hater? And we just have a whole a whole thing where we squash the beef right then and there. Well, I squash it now. Uh, I have nothing against anybody out there. I'm just like, whatever. If okay. people think things, it's like, whatever. Okay. It, it doesn't matter. You can be Sting. You can be Shawn Michaels. You can be freaking Elvis. You can be... Everybody has an enemy. Everybody has... Not everybody's going to like you. That's yeah. It's the same thing Shouldner said. Why won't Vince McMahon drop this beef against Macho Man? I don't get it. Because maybe Macho Man tried to sleep with his daughter. Oh. Some controversy there. Yeah, well, like what about sh- Triple H? That, Triple H uh, How leaving, old was she? Leaving China and hooking up with her I don't know I don't know the really in-depth about it Yeah But I can leave you off like this The one dude that talked about all this And he was going through it With Chuck Shoulder There was a bunch of people that was Talking shit about death And saying they suck And he's a gay and all this stuff Don't listen to those people I thought he died of AIDS No <laughs> Oh, alright That's just a rumor You that mix up with Easy e from bringing um, Ah, uh, okay, okay But I'm saying If Shoulder went through that and if you look at Shoulder and you see death on YouTube and, and you know people hate him and say he's gay and he sucks, you got a problem. Okay. Same thing with me. It's like, okay, people are going to be like that no matter what. You can't please everybody, dude. Yeah. You know, you can't. So which Christian album should I listen to tonight? After, if you can get a hold of uh, Deliverance, what a joke. Yes. That's it? Deliverance, That's, what a joke? I, I guarantee you'll be like, oh, man, what All an right. album. That album is phenomenal, dude. Writing it down. Kevin Lee on drums. Biggest and ble- beast. Guitar riff. Distortion, everything. Get it. Beautiful. Yeah. Guarantee. Yeah, guarantee. Guaranteed. Guarantee from beginning to end. Even their cover of Silent Night. Holy really? Night. Guarantee you're going to be like, this is the bomb. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just just beware because they have two or three second songs. Like, give me a, a medium Coke with a happy star, please. That's just one sentence and the song is done. What? So, yeah, you'll just. Yeah, I love it. You know, okay. um, I even have an LD song that I'm working on that has that's like that two minutes and it's finished. To tribute to all that. Wait. Two seconds songs. Wait, like you order a ginger ale or some shit? Fucking. Yeah, the whole song is. Uh, I can't, I mean, it's just you just say one happy style with a medium cold please, and you say it really fast, and the riff goes behind it, and drum beat, and boom, done. Less than three seconds. <laughs> I love it. Suffer the children. Yeah, for some reason, yeah, it's for some reason those two bands, Vengeance and Deliverance, did those. Yeah. Like hide under pressure. You know, you have uh, Roger Martinez yelling at the drummer. Look at me when I'm talking to you. It's hilarious, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Gotta check it out. You'll die laughing. All right, buddy. All right, man. Thanks cool. for uh, talking to me. Definitely, Taking the man. time to talk to me. I know you got a busy schedule here. 
Oh yeah. Fuck, it's depressing. I won't lie. It is killing twenty three hours a day. Everybody here is fucking disabled. You just got a fucking plate full of tortellini. Hey, I like to thank all the people that come out and see me, like yeah. Seth and Doug and you and Andrew and everybody. I've had so many people come and be like, "Hey, you know, guy from Untombed, Dave, everybody. You know, it's all good, man. You know, Hell yeah." That shows you that you're just not alone in the world. That people come visit you, like you come no, here you're not. and be like, "Hey, yeah. I wanna, he's out of commission. I want to say what up to him." It's okay, and do a podcast. Okay, cool. The fucking UFC's on this Friday too. Yeah, that's great. No pay per view. I'm not trying to be a wuss, but I can't wait to watch uh, Total Divas live at nine really? o'clock. Okay, I'll get out of your way. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> I'm such a wrestling fan. All right, keep it in your pants. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Definitely, man. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Steve. I love you, man. You're a good man. Cool, man. Cheers. Peace.